Hey guys, and welcome back to the Paint, Paper and Palette podcast. My name is Caitlin, I'm here with Izzy. Uh, and today we have another fun topic for you to talk about. But first, Izzy, how was your week? Oh gosh, how was my week? Okay, I have something super, super, super funny to tell you guys. So, most of you know, I regularly clean up my whole studio. And everybody's like, oh, you clean up your studio again? And how can you keep finding things? Well, I keep finding things, but I also keep losing things. Uh, Last Mm -hmm. time I cleansed my studio, I lost my pretty expensive uh, pencil sharpener. (laughs) (laughs) And we artists have, there's something about pencil sharpeners and something about erasers. We have a ton of them, but you only have one favorite. So this uh, expensive uh, uh, pencil sharpener I lost and it was really, really sad and I was really annoyed. But I know myself, it will turn up eventually. Weeks passed by. Weeks. Last week, I decided, while I was looking for some uh, back backdrop paper, um, I went to the Pipos, which is a pretty basic um, arts and crafts store here in the Netherlands. Um, they have basic stuff, but it's not like an actual art supply store. And mm-hmm. they had um, they had pencil sharpeners. And I was like, should I get one? Maybe I should. So I bought another one. Not the same brand. This one is, it, it looks the same, but it's from uh, Brainsville. And for those mm-hmm. who are just listening, it's, it's those basic messing, heavy metal... Um, pretty hefty pencil sharpeners with two holes. Apparently one is for color and one is for normal. I never knew that, but the size is the same. So I don't really understand. And I kid you not, the day I bought it, I went home and because, uh, because I went to CrossFit that night, I was looking for my AirPods. So I was, I was thumbling around my, one of my many bags that I have. And what do I find? My lost pencil sharpener. <laughs> <laughs> it's always in the weird, weirdest place. Like I told you. Why is it in one of my bags? <laughs> I was so confused. The funny thing is I had that bag with me all week. It was hanging around uh, Noah's stroller mm-hmm. and I had my phone in it and uh, my, my wallet. And when I was just looking around at it, I found my freaking pencil sharpener. I was like, why? How? Why did I put it in a bag in the first place? And then I remember uh, a couple of podcasts ago, you had some advice for me that I next time um, maybe I could do like 10 minute sketches. Uh, give mm-hmm. yourself 10 minutes to sketch something really quick without thinking as an exercise. So I did that and I brought my sketchbook to the zoo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I also bought, brought that pencil sharpener. Uh, so it's it's yeah. been in that bag for like weeks. <sighs> so now um now I've got um two pencil sharpeners, one that I still really love and the other one that I just bought that I don't really love. And I don't know, you think but you think pencil sharpeners are all the same, but you can really feel the difference. Yeah, definitely. I have my favorite pencil sharpener. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually have a really fancy electric pencil <gasps> sharpener that was like 40 euros for a pencil sharpener. And it's it's amazing. But every time I bring it to a drink and draw, people want to lend my pencil sharpener. Uh, and now actually I want to like change the blades oh, in yeah? the pe- mm-hmm. pencil sharpener. And you should be able to do it. But apparently this, this one has like a weird triangular thing that you have to screw off it's like maybe because it's a japanese sharpener that they do it like differently but i'm like this is really weird i don't think the basic blades fit on that fancy pencil sharpener uh so yeah maybe i need to get like the special parts of the japanese sharpener somewhere i hope they're not uh, too expensive oh my gosh i hope not but yeah i love that one remember that i don't know if you had that but back when i was in elementary school like really really low like the first grades and stuff Mm -hmm. we had these big electrical pencil sharpeners 
it, it would look like a little, tiny little vacuum and then you put your pencil in and it goes <laughs> and before you know it your pencil went yeah. from from this to tiny this <laughs> yeah 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 we definitely had those those were amazing <laughs> oh that's the dream except for the sound but yeah that was that was my uh, yeah. that was my highlight of the week i found my pencil, <laughs> my favorite pencil sharpener again so what did you do yeah well, first of all, I planned like my whole week way too full. And then I was overwhelmed and decided not to do anything I had planned. Mm. Uh, so instead, I picked up like, I, I used to do a lot of textile arts. And I actually wanted to make textile arts my job in the mm -hmm. past. Um, I actually gave like crochet and knitting lessons and, and hand spinning lessons. and That's stuff. cool. Uh, when I was younger. Actual lessons, that's really nice. Yeah. And I, I've had these boxes with like really, really pretty, gorgeous, amazing, soft yarn. And I haven't been using them. So I decided that I wanted to make like a, a little cover for my hot water bottle. I'm Ooh. showing it to you guys. I don't know if... I think hot water bottle is the right English yeah, it's name the right for English word. You. Yeah, you fill them with water and then you can keep them against your uh, stomach if you're, you have stomach aches mm -hmm. or like in the winter when, when it's, it's cold, cold, I put them on my feet oh, or something. so good. I do the same. Yeah, and I didn't like that I didn't have a cover for it because normally they get too hot and you just you know, that's wrap actually like a little so, towel around that's it. It's actually so weird. I remember years ago when I, I, I frequently buy them, you, they... They were selling them with cover, either fleece or cotton yeah. or like for kids, like a little stuffed animal. But now all I see mm -hmm. are the, the plain, no no cover, rubber, hot water bottles. Even for babies, they just sell the the aluminium hot water bottles without a cover. And I don't know if that's a marketing thing yeah. or anything, but it's really annoying. Well, I think it's just because most people have a couple of them. You don't really need that many covers. Um, so I don't know if that's the point that people were like, oh, I don't need another cover. I have like multiple. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think it would make more sense to try and sell it with a cover and you can charge for the right? cover. But so I was starting to work on some granny squares to make like a cover for this like last year. Mm -hmm. I did like three granny squares and then I didn't work on it anymore. And I was this week, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to pick this back up and I'm going to finish that cover and that's going to be it. But instead of like finishing this cover, I made like 40 granny squares and I only need 12 for this cover. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with all these granny squares? Yeah. So last week we talked about we were going to do like some basic, uh, simple, crafty, like uh, creative stuff during the podcast mm. where we would talk about the subject and we would also do some drawing or do some painting or ceramics or whatever. Uh, we did, I did ceramics last time and then you swatched your colors for your uh, new paints collection. Yes, it's finally finished. Uh, yeah, go check it out on our <laughs> website. It looks really cool, by the way. Uh, and... This time I'm going to be working on using 12 granny squares to put together the cover. Yay! for the cover. And I'm gonna... I found a new love. I found a new hobby. Remember our last podcast we were talking about hoarding? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I think I found another addiction. <laughs> and it's it's lino cutting. And I remember doing this, yeah. doing this in middle school or in, in elementary school even. You know, in arts and crafts class. And uh, I remember not mm -hmm. liking it because, like every school, it, it was just crappy equipment. Uh, the linos were super old and therefore super hard. Uh, it was very hard to cut through. Um, but then I saw someone on Instagram using these uh, flexible linos. And they're very soft. Yes. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll give it a go because I want to stamp my boxes with... Uh, the text, please recycle or reuse. Uh, and mm -hmm. I had stickers made of that before, but that's so annoying. Every single sticker you have to peel off the back and then eventually I didn't use them anymore. And I think stamping is just really, really quick and easy. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna make that. Let's see how far we'll go. Uh, talking about hoarding, I actually bought all the supplies to do that too, like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's something I want to do like someday in the future. Yeah, someday in the future. And the thing is, I remember, I, I remember that I didn't like doing it, but yet I still bought three of these soft cut linos, three pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, because I thought, okay. Yeah, what if you mess the first one exactly, up and you want to try again? Exactly, in case I fuck up. Um, but yeah, that's how hoarding starts. <laughs> huh? You're going to buy something and then buy a little extra in case we screw up. <laughs> I didn't screw up. And I never use it. My little test bird came out super, super cute. I don't have it with yeah, me. Yeah, I it, saw it. It's so it cute. It was amazing and I was immediately hooked. So um, yeah, new hobby. You have to have a hobby next to your work, right? <laughs> The problem with me is that like all my hobbies turn into part of my business. I'm right like right away with these granny squares. I'm thinking like, ooh, I can make like clothes that if I go to a convention, I have my t-shirts with my prints that I'm going to make, and then I can also make like these hand crochet crop tops or hand crochet kimonos or hand crochet tote bags. So oh, the and tote sell them. bags! Oh, those are so fun to make. Yeah, and then you see them like at the little rack. You see like the t-shirts and then you see the crop tops and then you have some variation and it just looks really pretty. Yeah, right. But, like right away, if I start anything, like any hobby that I get, I need to turn it into a business. That's just like how my mind works. You see, uh, you immediately see a business <laughs> business model. <laughs> yeah, um, and I've been like that since I was six. Like when I was six, I would make cakes And then I would be like, oh, I'm going to sell them at the local uh, braderie. Oh, yeah. It's called like flea market. market. Uh, flea market. Yeah. I would sell them at the local flea market. But then I would be like, okay, but if I make one pie, I can sell it for like 12 euros. Yeah. But what if I make three pies and then I'm going to sell lottery tickets so that people can win the pie? Oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> and then I have like, unlimited uh, uh, like I can make so much money of these these one pies and I think at one point I made like two pies and sold 80 euros for Whoa. lottery tickets and I'm like, I'm like oh I'm I'm a genius I was like six years old so you're actually actually a natural <laughs> a natural businesswoman yeah I'm, and I surely know how to like get that money out of the people that would uh, be like oh I'm gonna get, buy a lottery ticket from this eight-year-old <laughs> Maybe you could do the same uh, with your palettes. Like, buy a lottery ticket and maybe you'll win uh, a big moon palette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do the giveaways uh, again at one point. Yeah. But let's not talk too much about all this random stuff, which is great. But <laughs> we do have a topic for today's video. <laughs> you know what's funny? And you can cut us out. But you know what's funny? That this conversation could slowly get us to the topic of financially being independent <laughs> yeah we're gonna do that next next uh, <laughs> podcast so uh, okay if you're interested in more of this stuff you can you can Listen just watch the next, the next podcast into it. <laughs> all right but the topic of today's video is actually uh, collaboration. collaboration and i was thinking about this because we do a lot of collaborations we do this podcast is, is a collaboration <laughs> Uh, we have done which which uh, collaborations have we done so far? Um, we've done tiny ones where you would uh, buy some dots and put it in your packages. I think that's already a collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, it is. I bought palettes from you to fill. You made me uh, bird bonds, which are still amazing. Um, I'm saving mm -hmm. them for a special uh, collection. <laughs> <laughs> and um, What did we? What more did we do? Um, I I guess we also did like where you buy my ceramics and you fill them with paint. Yes. Except for of course the the birds uh, ones that I especially made for you. Yes. Also just like got normal ones. Yes. And we are talking about doing maybe uh, like a more um, plant filled palette collaboration where I just make like. A, a 
bigger amount of pellets so that you can uh, last a while. Yes. And, and the design is a just little for pellet. Me. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna show you the, the, the box that Izzy sent me. She sent me a little box. Um, and the idea is that I'm gonna make a pellet that fits into the box. Yes. And then there's gonna be like uh, probably three colors in there and a little mixing area. Um, so that's something we're gonna plan to see if we can do like, not just Izzy buys from me and then she fills it, but maybe more like we're doing something joint together with joint risks and uh, maybe we'll both make money when it sells or we'll have to figure it out. Um, but it's like something we've been working up towards. I don't think we would ever do a collaboration as complicated as this one. No. If we wouldn't really know each other. No, and that's the thing about collaborations. Um, you have to have a good feeling with the person you're doing that. I get a lot of DMs from random strangers mm -hmm. who want to do a collaboration. Um, but this, but they're really weird. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like they're just like send me some paints and I will uh, put them in my shop and it will be like collaboration or uh, I'm an artist and I, I I'm really um, I'm known for my pastel colors and it would be great if we if you could make pastel colors and then we can sell them together and blah blah blah. But I don't know that person. So, so also pastel like, colors mm -hmm. aren't really your thing. Oh God, I hate it's pastel kinda... colors. <laughs> <laughs> I love pastel colors. You love You're pastel. weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird. You know, it, it's not like that I don't like them as a color per se, but I don't feel good making them because it's basically a tiny amount of pigment with a lot of titanium white pigment. Mm -hmm. And titanium white is just super, super cheap. And I, I don't know, there's something, there's this little voice in my head that's like, you cannot ask the amount of money you ask for your regular paints because this is cheap stuff. This is cheap stuff. This is cheap stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, you can use any color and make it a pastel color by adding uh, a white wash. Exactly. Adding the titanium white yourself. So if you want pastels, just buy my paints and uh, add some white wash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People. Yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> But, but yeah, that's that's the thing. And I think that uh, even when you think you know someone quite well, you never know how they're going to be in like a professional like agreement situation. You really need to like feel each other out yeah. and do some things together, like some very small things together first before you're going to start and work on something big. Yeah. Um, and I think like at art school, we were talking a lot about how you want to do collaborations where you work to together on an animation or work together on a comic book. And all those things are a lot of work. Mm -hmm, and definitely. it makes sense. It makes very much sense to do it together, to find a group of people to produce your thing. Because it's a lot of work and collaborations can be very, very useful to get a big project and do it together. Mm -hmm. So it's not as much work per person, but you do need to like be able to trust the other person. Yes. Um, especially if nobody's getting paid in the beginning. You know, and that's, 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 that's personally for me, that's quite a hard not hard, but it's difficult for me with every collaboration. It's like, what are you going to do? Uh, are we going to collaborate and then it's going to sell yes or no? Uh, and then we split like the profits or, mm -hmm. um, and then the question is what you're going to do with all the stuff that don't sell or do I, as a person just buy the stuff from you? Um, and, and, then they are mine, then, yeah, then all the stuff that yeah. I buy from you is mine and I can do whatever the hell I want with it. Um, mm -hmm. But that's, again, a, a bigger financial risk. Yeah, and of course, if we're going to do, for example, if we're going to do this collaboration that we've been talking about, yeah. I'm going to make a bunch of pellets, I'm going to send them to you and you're going to fill and sell them. Yeah. And we have the agreement that whenever one sells that I'm going to earn uh, like 
the full amount that I would get if I sell one on my webshop. What yeah. happens if you drop one? What happens if one gets gets lost in the mail? Of course, we probably split the cost then. But like, yeah. there's all kind of small things that you have to think about. Yeah. Like, and and for if you you should be open in talking about when something doesn't go the way you thought it w- would be. Yeah. Because I feel like. Sometimes I would have a collaboration and something would go wrong. And then one of us assumed that we would fix it this way. Yeah. And then the other one might be like, oh, no, that's not how I had it in mind. But if you talk about it, that's okay. And if you don't talk about it, then you can have like years later where people get mad at each other for something that already happened like a while ago. A while ago. Yeah. Luckily, that never happened to me. Um, but it is, especially when you do collaborations internationally, communication is super, super important. Um, Mm -hmm. I recently had a collaboration with Anindita in India and, uh, that collaboration was so amazing. The communication Mm -hmm. was just good. It was nice. It was, uh, you know, we respected each other's wishes and, uh, before anyone of us uh, made any decisions, we would talk it over. It was really, really nice. And I was so happy collaborating with her. Um, and then she had sent me all of her sketchbooks because we did a whole collection together. And yeah. the collection did actually really well. But we have some s- sketchbooks still available. And now I'm, mm-hmm. s- I'm quote unquote stuck with them. Um because they aren't mine, they are still hers, but they are here uh, in yeah. my studio. And I'm like, okay, but what if they don't sell? What am I going to do with them? Am I going to send them back all the way to India, or am I going to buy them from her? And that's that's the question. <laughs> yeah, that's difficult. And you also have to decide, like, at one point, are you going to put them on sale? They're keeping up space in your studio. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult question, isn't it? Yeah, it's a difficult question. And uh, luckily, we are very open in our, in our communication. So last time I did a, a mystery Easter egg box. And I asked her, like, um, would you be open to me putting them in the box? And then with every box sold, uh, she would get her part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was actually another great success. Uh, yeah, so that's she, a good idea. Yeah, so she earned some money, and I and I have some more space in my studio. So that is so that's great. But with with little sketchbook, it's not it's not really uh, a big space that it's taking, of course. But what if if we ever going to do a huge collaboration? You know. Yeah, and what if you do a huge collaboration and it kind of fails? Yeah, um, that sucks. Like you you'll have to talk to each other about the losses that you're both going to make. Yeah. Uh, Because that's like, if you do a collaboration, I think, first of all, there should be benefit for both parts. Yes. Uh, A a collaboration is never about one person reaping all the benefits and one person just doing the rest of the work, I guess. No, it should be fair. Uh, And and you should also be, uh, like, you should have this mindset of, hey... Um, I'm also doing this for the other person. I'm not only doing it for myself. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's, I think that's like key. That's key for successful collaboration is being like, um, you, you want the other person to succeed too. So you're going to either fail together or going to succeed together. It's not just one person that is like taking everything. No, exactly. Uh, but it, but it is a mindset thing and that might be difficult for some people to like uh, <laughs> accept. <laughs> and if you're gonna if you're gonna fail, yeah. You should think about ahead like what's the worst thing that could happen? And if that's going to happen, how are we going to deal with it? Yeah. And can can I deal with that emotionally? Like, uh, if you know from yourself that you're a person who gets mad very easily, you should be more, um, how do you call it, careful mm-hmm. if you're doing collaborations. If you're doing collaborations, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there so, yeah, is no, actually, there's no, 
guarantee that your collaboration will succeed. Like you can collaborate with someone who has tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or maybe millions of followers. It doesn't mean that your collaboration will be automatically be super successful because mm-hmm. the other person you're collaborating with is super successful. It doesn't work like that. For this collaboration we're doing, actually, like the podcast that you're listening to right now, uh, we talked about it beforehand, like, okay, I think we're first going to make, uh, I think we did three podcasts or maybe four podcasts before we started to launch them. Yeah. Just to see how we're vibing together and if it's going to work out and if we really want to commit to something that can possibly take years. Yeah. Um, like we tried it out first before we launched it, which I think was a very, very smart thing to do. Um, we made a little bit of uh, back stock, uh, back lock, I'm going to call it, where we made a couple of episodes so that we wouldn't be in stress if we needed to make like, what if we d- didn't have an episode for like two days and then we need to be like, oh, is he, we really need to... Oh yeah, then um, there's record the, time the podcast stress. right now, and and that adds to a lot of stress. So we also mm-hmm. worked like in advance, so we d- didn't have any of that stress. Yeah, plus and, we and did that, that. We did that also because we also know that uh, we're both quite busy in our daily lives, mm-hmm. and chances are that some days that we plan a podcast, we cannot do one. Yeah. And that's that's how life works. I mean, you're, works. you're a mom. You're a mom, and sometimes your child needs to go uh, first. Yeah. And, and sometimes I, I I'm a, I'm the baby. <laughs> sometimes I I need to be like <laughs> crying in my bed and having alone time. Yeah, and that's totally fine. <laughs> and it's nice that you can say, okay, we're not going to do the podcast today. We'll plan it another day because yeah, we sure. have the backlog. <laughs> Um, so that's something we did. And then we also talked about, okay, but what if it's like a total fail? Nobody listens to the podcast at all. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing it for like a couple of months and we get no response at all. What are we going to do? And I think we agreed on like giving it a try for a couple of months. Yeah. And then if it doesn't do anything at all, we can like still say, okay, we're not going to continue doing this. Yes. But at but least you, we're going to continue yeah. this season. Yeah. And you need to have like the, the, the expectation of what's it going to be and if it's going to fail, what are you both going to do? Yeah. Uh, because if I would be like at this point, okay, Izzy, we only have like uh, 10 views each podcast and I know we only have three episodes, but I'm sick of it, then you might be disappointed. Could be. So, yeah. Could. Could. Yeah, it could be. We just we need to talk about it, and you need to be open about it. And uh, that's com- communication is key in like many aspects of life. Yes, communication and honesty. Because if and that's with every collaboration, if one of them doesn't like something but doesn't say it, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna how do gonna you say bite it? you in the back. It's gonna bite you in in the ass later. In the ass, uh, yeah. But also, it's gonna grow. You know, that little tiny thing you don't like will suddenly, maybe in maybe a year, it will grow into something really big. And it's like, well, that pixel Caitlin did, I don't <laughs> like that at all. And I, I know it's just mm-hmm. a pixel, but it's like huge to me. And yeah, it starts with a pixel, and then before mm-hmm. you know it, you got a. A whole thing coming. So yeah, um, have you ever had a collaboration where at the end of it, you, you don't have to tell any names, of course, well, but at mm-hmm. the end of it, you were like, mm, um, I'm actually never going to do that again. Uh, yeah, I actually have done a couple of collaborations, uh, some professional and some just like with friends working on something. Um also, school projects. I'm not going to yeah. talk about school projects, <laughs> school but I projects. think like high high school and also art school is like a, a big lesson where you definitely learn that uh, often when you have a collaboration, it means that you are going to do all the work. <laughs> <sighs> oh, school. 
But uh, okay, let me uh, a collaboration that I'm never going to do again. So yeah. something I'm never going to do again yeah. is um, starting out with. Uh, I talked a little bit about this, but starting out with a big collaboration on our first collaboration. There was this collaboration uh, where somebody wanted to put together like uh, art kits. Mm -hmm. And it was a great idea. They wanted Ooh. to make like watercolors and sell brushes and then have like a little, a little suitcase. Kit. Yeah. Yes, a suitcase that you could bring and you'd have like a palette that would fit into there. And this would be a great collaboration. Um, and I was going to make the palettes and then I would send the palettes to them and then they would put together the art kits and do all the marketing stuff. And I was like, great, I'm not good at marketing, so you do the marketing. And I can just make the pallets and send them to you and then you're going to do the rest of the work. That sounds great to me. <laughs> and so I made the pallets yeah. and then I sent the pallets to them. Mm -hmm. And to be totally honest, I wasn't really happy with the quality of the pallets, but it was the best that I could do at that point. Yeah. And I sent the pallets to them and then they were like, oh, the pallets look great. I'm so happy with them. I'm going to work on this and this. And then I think that's how far it went. I never saw any, oh. like, I think I never saw any project pictures. I never saw, huh? uh, they they would give me like a water, uh, a, a 24 handmade watercolor set in exchange for like my work on the 10 pallets. Um, Wait, you didn't get paid? No, I didn't get paid at all. We were going to like sell the thing and then yeah. I would get paid. Oh, okay. Because <sighs> they didn't want to be like... do. And of course, this sounds really stupid because of course you need to get paid in advance. At least like a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, so you both have like shared risk uh, because that's just going to be something that always when you need to do a collaboration, you both need to have a little bit of risk. Yeah. Because if one person doesn't have any risk at all, they can just say like, okay, I'm going to do that like in, in five years. Yeah. And I think that's what happened is like this person didn't have any risk at all with our collaboration. They could just be like, you know, this, this project of a mini uh, set of art supplies is really nice. And I think it would sell, but it's like not my priority right now. So I'm going to do it in like, uh, a long time from now and I think I agreed to that collaboration mm -hmm. um, because this was a person that I really trusted they seemed like really uh, trustworthy mm -hmm. and I, I just feel like so bad it's not even something that that I thought would be a great idea they approached me and were like hey can you do this for me and then we can sell it together um, so it really seemed like they had thought out this plan they were going to do, but then they, they just didn't. And they did come back to me like, oh, hey, um, I know I haven't worked on it, but I have some things going on in my life and I'm going to do this after this other project. And I was like, yeah, sure, fine. And then it never happened again. And I actually also re didn't really push for them to finish it because I wasn't really happy with the pellets that I made. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just like a li little bit of a sour uh, whole thing. And I'm not yeah. mad at them or anything. I just feel like, yeah, that's something to learn from. And I'm never going to do it like this way. Uh, even if you would come to me and be like, hey, Caitlin, we're going to do a little art set. I'm still going to make you pay at least a little bit. No, exactly. Because that is... <laughs> From, from the other side, um, that's why I personally love it more when I just pay you first. Yes, it's a financial risk, but I, 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 I feel less stress if I just mm -hmm. pay you first and then it's my own, then I own it. And then if I don't have time right now and I will do it in five years, then that's, then it's something I have to deal with myself and there's not someone I'm dragging with, you know. I'm, I'm not dragging mm -hmm. you with me in whatever whatever there is going on in my life, you know. And, yeah, and, 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 and that's difficult. 
that's difficult about collaboration. I think mm. if you do a collaboration where you are working on something together and for some reason you can't just buy the, the thing from the other person, uh, maybe you do something shared, like um, make sure that you can do what you promise. Because exactly. otherwise people won't want to work with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And... It just leaves like uh, like collaborations can be so much fun and they can be like a great promotional stuff for both parties. Uh, but if you are not going to finish what you promised on, uh, you don't know who they're going to talk about you not finishing the project to like it, it may not only be that they are not going to work together with you anymore, but they might tell other people like, Hey, I saw that you wanted to do a collaboration with this person, but actually I tried to do a collaboration with them and it failed because they didn't do their work. Like you're going to miss out on on fun opportunities and that's just sad. And that I actually think. happened. I I was in in I was talking to someone who um who asked another another person to make something of their product. Um mm-hmm. but uh, change some things, you know, as part of a collaboration. So they have like a product, a standard product, uh, but but there was something on that product that they didn't like and they wanted to change it. And the person said, okay, but it's going to cost you extra, which was also really weird to me, but okay, fine, she did that. And um, then uh, the end product that was sent to her was suddenly such a different um, quality than she was used to. Oh, that's weird. That was really weird. And we think we think it's because that person she collaborated with didn't actually want to do what she asked. But instead of mm-hmm. saying no, they just said yes, but they actually didn't want to do it, um, which resulted yeah. in, I think, bad quality products um mm-hmm. and then she was really disappointed and was talking to me and, a, and another person about it and we were like well you know you paid extra for it but then you get this this is really weird um also i yeah. bought the product of this person before and i never had any issues so it's very weird to me that suddenly because she asked a she asked something special that it was super bad quality and, and that's a lesson to take from this is uh, even if somebody you really love and appreciate is going to ask you to do a collaboration, make mm-hmm. sure that it's something that you actually want to do. Yeah. Because if it's something that you don't really want to do, uh, then the collaboration, like you're not going to uh, give them your best. And exactly, exactly. If you don't yeah. give them your best, they they might be disappointed with with yes. like the quality of the work that you're giving them. Yeah, and then is this like... is going to happen because she was talking to me, and then I was talking to someone else, and she was talking to also other people, and now there are a bunch of people who don't buy this product anymore simply because of what happened to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's that. It, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. So be honest. uh, It's very important to be honest. No matter how much you like each other, if the timing isn't right or you're not in a good place or you just, life is busy, um, be honest because at the end of the day, both of you will be uh, annoyed and and possibly, possibly it could break a friendship. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also something else, something that I, I had in mind. Let me check the time real quick. Okay, we're at 40 no, minutes no right problem. now. <laughs> um, so something else. You need to realize that uh, collaborations are not always equal. Uh, there will be collaborations where you're going to do a lot more work. Yeah. And you have to think about whether that's fair or not. And yeah. how it's going to benefit both of you. For example, this podcast collaboration that yeah. we're doing, I approached you and I was like, hey, Izzy, you seem like a really nice and friendly, out- outgoing person. Every Aww. time we talk, it just feels like nice. No. Um, I really want to make a podcast and I haven't really found like the right person to do a podcast with. Do you want to do a podcast with me? 
And then we talked about like, how are we going to host it? Okay, we're going to put it on my YouTube channel. Um, and uh, so I approached you. And of course, if I look at the benefits from this podcast, we both have some benefits. We get some like um, people enjoy listening to it. They get mm-hmm. to know each, uh, us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means that people will want to buy from us, which is like beneficial to both of us. Mm-hmm. But then it's also growing my youtube channel right now it is uh which is also which is good. really which is good which is really nice for <laughs> which me is good um but then i was like okay so i want to really have this po- this podcast and i want izzy to join me how can i make it as easy as possible for izzy and and as enjoyable as possible so maybe oh. i'll just edit the videos because that's a lot of work Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something that I can do because I already have some editing experience. Yeah. And then uh, sometimes when you come up with an ID for the podcast, I can write it down and then maybe we can do your ID. And if you don't have any IDs, I can just make a list and be like, okay, um, I just do a lot of preparation to be- because I think at this point I get more out of the podcast than you do and I also want to make it like as fun as easy as possible for you I'm just really enjoying being here (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's also like I also wanted this to be a fun time for us to spend time with each other yeah so that that's great but then you can see that it's not 100% equal in work and sometimes you have to be prepared to uh, do that you don't you can't always assume like I can't assume, okay, we're going to do a podcast together. Half of the time I'm going to edit it and half of the time Izzy is going to edit it. I can't just like always assume that. And I'm prepared to do some of the work. Like we can always talk about it. I can always say like, oh, Izzy, it's a lot of work. I know you can can do some, can you do some some video editing or like, sure, it's a lot of work. Can you do the thumbnails this week? Um, and we can always talk about it, but also yeah. you have to be prepared sometimes to do a little bit more work and not get like salty about it. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's also the thing about when you you were the one approaching me, and that's what mm-hmm. I also said to to my husband. I said she approached me, and I'm the kind of person like if you back in school, if you would be be with me in a group uh, assignment, um, I would be the kind of person who would take the lead. That mm-hmm. is just my personality. But with this podcast, I was like, okay, she approached me. This is her thing. I'm just going to let her do her thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when we we when we when were uh, having a coffee together, uh, I saw that you were very excited and passionate about this idea. And you really wanted to bring it to life. And that is the moment I decided, okay, I'm not going to take the lead in anything. This is, this is your baby. This is your project. Mm-hmm. I just want to be... A sidekick, uh, but I also said whatever you need, if you need any help or you know this uh, application we're using, it's a paid application. I also I also said I am willing to do extra, do more. Uh, uh, also, uh, if we're going to continue this app, you know I also want to pay for it, and mm-hmm. it's just a very open. Uh, it's always an open conversation. It's never yeah. closed. Mm-hmm. And that's what I that's that's why I really like working with you. But that is also this is working with you is like for me um, the level I want to have <laughs> with every future uh, <laughs> collaboration, no matter with who. It's like if it's I'm, not I'm putting the bar. If it's not <laughs> if it's not on a Caitlin level, I don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, that, that's gonna be hard because I'm awesome. <laughs> I know. So it's gonna be very hard collaborating. <laughs> <laughs> well you should want that for yourself that's great and that's also what what i plan to do is like uh i i have to be a little bit more strict whenever i do uh ceramics for people or whenever i do a collaboration uh one little thing i i so i think it's great that you said like okay this is like caitlin's id i'm, I'm tr- trying not to take the lead too much because i think that it's very easy to get like sucked into someone else's project and then you yeah, suddenly don't is. have and then you suddenly don't have time anymore <laughs> for your projects and then you're like 
okay, but now it feels like I'm just doing like what they're dreaming of and I'm not having time for my own things anymore. And that just feels bad, right? Uh, Sometimes somebody else is like, you know, it would be so awesome to do like this and this. And then you're like, oh yeah, let's do that together. And then you do everything and they do nothing. And then you're like, but this was your ID. Why aren't you like, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. And then you're being exploited for their dream. And that's just, if you ever feel like that, you have to have the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And just talk about it in a normal way. Right. My mother is reading. I don't think she's reading the book anymore, but she has read this book, uh, which is called Nonviolent Communication. Uh, where it's like it's like when somebody else is um, talking to you maybe in a rude way maybe you can think about okay but what are they really feeling what are they really saying and also Mm -hmm. when you're talking to somebody else maybe you feel hurt and angry but can you say it in a way where you're not going to hurt the other person like how, how can you communicate with each other in a friendly way and I think that's gonna be that's gonna be good to keep in mind with your collaboration. I think everyone should read that book. Yeah. I, I think so too. I uh, so I, I think because we wanted to keep this podcast a little bit short, we're going to close off the collaboration thing, but I'm going to talk a little story to finish it off. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> And it's like a life lesson for me is uh, I've had four relationships in my life, romantical relationships, and I just can see my personality change in each relationship where my first relationship was very toxic in both ways. And I can see like the, the emotional abuse that I was doing to my boyfriend and I was doing to myself like I was not happy um like i was just making problems in my own mind and i was expecting my boyfriend to know about these problems and fixing them and if they did it yeah and if he didn't do that then he would be like um like not caring about me or something so i would be sad and uh, i don't know i would be like sitting sad in the corner and then i would be like Oh, he's not even noticing I'm sad. He's a bad boyfriend or something. But I could also be like, hey, I'm feeling really down. Can you come stop gaming and come give me a hug and watch some TV with me? If I just talked about it, that relationship could have worked a lot better. <laughs> and and I like, think with, with every relationship I had, I think I made steps in the direction of uh, not like not expecting my boyfriends to magically know what I'm feeling, first of all. Exactly. <laughs> and also expecting them uh, more like respecting me in the right ways. I was like, um, I-, I wanted them to know certain things, but I also was accepting them treating me wrong in other ways where I was like oh no but that, that's that's all right it's all right that they're like uh changing their minds five times a day about whether they want to meet up with me or not like that's all right but then that's five also times. <laughs> yeah so th- that's like I was just doing the the, the stupid wrong stuff but it's like uh, every time you communicate with something and you do a collaboration or a relationship yeah you're going to learn and it's not too late to realize you're wrong and change up things. And don't forget, it's okay to make a mistake, learn from it and with your next collaboration or next relationship, it uh, <laughs> will go better. And you know, it is collaborations are, are types of relationship, right? It's a, it is. it's a, it is a business relationship, but it's still a relationship and you need to communicate because just like your ex-boyfriends um if you didn't talk to me about what your idea was about this podcast i would never know mm-hmm. i would be like hey let's i will take the lead and be like oh let's do this and this this and then before you know it i have changed your whole dream into something that is my thing <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and if we just like keep it open and realize also just think about it don't really talk through your emotions all the time you can also let just something sit for a day or so and think about it and then yeah. talk talk about it that's actually what i learned in working 10 years in a corp with a corporate company is every time i got an email and i was like uh people were pointing fingers at me that something went wrong and it was my fault because i didn't do anything blah, blah blah i would react out of emotion and be like and you did this and you did that i cannot smell whatever you want and blah 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 and then i was right but i was also getting in trouble because i reacted out of emotion <laughs> Yeah, you were right, but the way you communicated it made it that they were also going to react out of emotion. Exactly, and, and then and then the whole company was like on hold because of our email exchange. Yeah, yeah, that's not great. All right, I, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. Um, um, I'd like to for you, the listener, to uh, think about this, and and I think this is a good idea. Just think about if there are things in your life where you can communicate a little kinder. Maybe if you talk to the people you care about or the people you work with in a little bit of a different way, maybe you can actually like um, get things done and uh, not be like fighting each other all the time. That uh, maybe maybe that's something to think about. But if you don't want to. Do, do, don't mind just ignore it and go on with your life that's okay too <laughs> i think that's a very good point to think about and i've got one last question before we finished how far did you come with your pointy squares uh okay so i did um let me just make this final stitch that i'm halfway through i, I did take too much yarn but i like suit i um, stitched away all the loose ends of my entire pile of granny squares so that's quite a lot oh nice that's a lot. And now I put together like these. So I, I did two lights. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, so like we're going to record another podcast and hopefully I can get a little bit And then we're going to finish. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope see to you see you time. in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.